Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Just Get Started podcast. I'm your host, Brian Andreco, and thanks for listening in on another episode. Or if this is your first time stopping by, I'm grateful to have you. This podcast is all about the getting started moments, the turning points that got each guest started on a new path toward happiness, the ups and downs of the journey, how they were able to commit to a change, and all the lessons learned along the way. I hope you all enjoyed this particular episode, so let's jump right in and get it started. On this week's episode, I welcome in Dustin Brady, who is a children's book author and wildly known for his Trapped in a Video Game series, which has sold over 1 million copies. His new book, which is a part of his Escape from a Video Game series, comes out April 4th of 2022. And I was really excited to talk with Dustin because my son absolutely loved his Trapped in a Video Game series books. So I reached out to Dustin. I said, hey, I would love to learn about your journey. It seems kind of interesting with what I researched. Would you come on and share how you became a self-published author? And now he's into the traditional publishing route, and he's had a lot of success um, with these books. So he has such a unique and interesting story, and I hope it resonates with everyone listening in. So without further ado, please welcome in Dustin Brady. Dustin, welcome to the podcast, man. Glad to have you. Hey, thanks for having me. This is cool. Yeah, I'm excited to to chat with you. Um, as a you know, I, I'm a children's book author myself. I have my second one coming out early next year in 2022, and I'm so fascinated having a nine year old and in introducing him to a lot of books, uh, more chapter books now versus you know kind of just some of the the picture type books as younger kids would do. I wanted to have you on because he loves your books, and uh, <laughs> you know I've been it's so challenging because there's so much out there. Yeah. So as as I was searching and and kudos to you and and we can get into this a little bit. You have a ton of awesome reviews on. I mean, I think you have like five thousand reviews on Amazon or something like that. So yeah. as he had finished up some chapter books, um, I was searching. Okay, I need some more. Let me find some stuff that he might enjoy. He loves video games, so I came across yours. I, he literally read them in like two weeks. I mean, he just like consumed them. So um, I'm excited to see. I didn't, I didn't realize the escape from a video game ones. I'm, I'm actually have those in my Amazon cart right now. <laughs> cool. Very cool. So anyways, I want to get into this because I, I really fascinated just around the whole writing process and yeah. you know, how folks get into writing books, children's books in, in general, we can talk about. Can you start me off though? Um, what was the, is, is there a turning point you remember? Maybe it's a couple, it could be some random serendipitous moments of like, how did you actually get into the act of like, liking to write and enjoying that process? Was that something that went all the way back to childhood? Was it something random that happened later in life? Where, can you start us there and then we'll go down that path? Sure. Yeah. I think for me, like I really enjoyed reading as a kid. Um, you know, so, so reading the kinds of books that I, I write now, so books that are were funny or adventurous and things like that. Um, and so I kind of always had in the back of my mind that, you know, I wanted to write things like that at some point. Um, and then, you know, I just remember growing up in high school and things like that and, and writing things that were maybe a little out of the box for assignments and, and, and the teachers, you know, telling me that, Hey, this is, this is good. You should continue doing this. And, and it's something that I always had an interest in. So um, I went to school for, for journalism and um, kind of got into that. So I enjoyed doing that. You know, I was getting paid to write, which is, is hard to pull off. Um, and, uh, you know, I always but I always had in the back of my mind. I always still wanted to write a book like that. The books that I liked growing up as a kid, you know, um, so it took about 10 years um, after uh, high school, after I, 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 when I turned 30 is when I first wrote Trapped in a Video Game. 
Um, and, uh, you know, it took a while for me to, to sit down and do that. Um, and I think for me, like I had it in my head, a, a book is long, you know, trapped in a video game is 144 pages, which is short for a book, but it's, you know, probably 140 more pages than I'd ever written before, you know? Yeah. And so, um, it just, it's a lot to kind of wrap your mind around. And even if you, you kind of understand what it is and what the process is, like, it's just intimidating, you know? Um, and so I, uh, you know, I, I was working on it for a while and, and it was had in the back of my mind for a while. And I remember, um, that year, uh, it was 2016, I had turned 30 and I was, I was starting to work on it, um, a little bit. And then we found out, um, that we were pregnant with, uh, my, my first, uh, daughter, um, in about April. And for whatever reason, that, that just kind of kicked me into overdrive into writing, you know, so I, I wrote it, um, and self-published it, uh, within, within a couple months, it was self-published by July. Um, and that first year, I think before I was born, she was born, I, I wrote, three more books. So I was wow. just on a roll, you know? Um, but, but for me, it was just getting through that first one, like understanding the process and not being intimidated by it. Um, and, and to, to be able to continue doing it and make it uh, a thing that could be a job, you know? Well, how, I, I guess, be, so you wrote that in 2016, mm-hmm. you mentioned there were several years before where it's kind of, you were thinking about it and was it more just trying to come up with the idea and nothing was sticking or was there, like yeah, kind of fear I mean, was there like eh, am I really gonna write a children's book because you're a journalist yeah. and it's like you know like was there no, any of that? Probably, yeah probably more the fear thing I guess because it, it again like there if you look at the odds it is it is very long odds to, to finish a book to write it to publish it and for anybody to actually read it you know and so like for me it, it's just one of those things where I could do this or I could you know do these 10 other things um and so for me it was just getting around and sitting it down down and and doing it actually doing it so for me it was probably more the fear of getting going and, and it was a little bit of a process for me to, to sit down, you know, we, we talk about getting started. Um, that's kind of one of the things I talk about when I do school visits for kids. Um, and so I talk about like, you know, I always wanted to write a book. I always wanted to do this. And so, you know, I talk about the, the process of actually writing that first chapter. And I was like, you know, I sat down that whole, the first day my wife was gone and, um, you know, I had all day to write. And then I asked the kids how many pages they think I wrote. And, and it's always, you know, 200 pages, 250 pages, you know, and, and 100 pages. And then, and then some kid will say 10. I'm like, 10? Are you kidding me? And then, and then I'm like, and then I show them it was two, but not two pages. It was two paragraphs. And then I go through the whole day of, of everything I did that day. And it was just, you know, it was just a bunch of wasting time. I was watching YouTube and then sitting down to, to write another sentence, then remembering I had to put up the coat hooks in the hallway and things like that. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's a funny little way to get into it. Um, and I, and I tell him like, listen, I realized something about myself. I realized that I hate writing and there's just a gasp across the audience, you know, because <laughs> they brought in this author that telling me they hate writing. And then I tell them like, I, I don't hate writing. I Dustin Brady don't hate writing. I have a guy who lives in my head and his name is Doug and Doug hates writing. And I show him this like picture of the slovenly guy. I'm like, Doug is lazy. Doug likes sleeping in. Doug likes, you know, eating chicken wings and playing video games. And Doug does not like hard work, you know, and, and does anybody else have that in their head when it's time to do hard work? And like all the hands go up, at least all the boys' hands go up. And I'm like, all right, so I got, I had to figure out a way to beat Doug. Um, and so I go through like what I actually did was I, I you know, the, the first morning, the first time I tried it, like, I, I'll, okay, I'll wake up early. I'll wake up at 5.30, 6 o'clock and get downstairs and, and start writing. 
Um, and then, you know, I woke up early and Doug woke up just long enough to be like, hey, maybe we should watch, you know, street magic videos. I'm like, that's a great idea, Doug. And, uh, you know, so that didn't work. The next day I, I turned off the, my internet on my computer. Um, and then Doug, Doug knows how to turn it back on. So Doug turned it right back on. And then um, the next morning, like I marched downstairs, you know, at this point, I'm talking to the kids, I'm getting into, I march across the stage, like pull out the, pull off the internet cable from the wall, march across the room and sit down on my computer. And, um, you know, and Doug's like, that's pretty good because I do not like getting up. Like I know Doug. And then, and then Doug remembers that I own a device that does not rely on the home wi-fi connection to get the world wide web and that is my phone and i pull out my phone and wasted that morning too and then i'm just at this point you know at the presentation i'm about yelling at doug the kids are into it and then like the next morning wake up early march downstairs unplug the internet and throw my phone across the room and that morning i wrote the first chapter of trapped in a video game and that's true that's how it worked out you know and for me it was just like okay i can do this if i make myself sit down for for two hours in the morning every morning and uh do it so um and, uh, you know, and, and once I did that, I, it was easy, it was easy for me then the next morning, the next morning to do it and to, to build on that habit. But, um, for me, it was like, just kind of, I guess, proving myself that I could do it, um, and, and sitting down and doing it. And then, you know, 10 minutes in, it's not a big deal to do it, but it was just mm-hmm. getting through those first 10 minutes for me, um, was a little bit tricky. Was it a trial and error thing? You know, the way you mentioned that, the way you talked through it kind of reminds me of the book, um, Anne Lamott wrote bird by bird, where it's, you know, I think her dad every morning, like he made it like a job, like I think it was like 9am or whatever it was. He goes, sits down and he writes for X amount of period of time. And that's what he did. He made a process. Did did you kind of have that thought in your head as like, I just got to sit down and I have to push through it. Or was there any other technique that you kind of used? I get, yeah, it was, it was, I guess, just kind of figuring out what worked for me. Like I knew I could do it. I knew I could physically do it. I had been, um, you know, writing a blog of like kind of funny personal essays for a while. So like I could sit down and do it. It was, I think to me, um, just proving to myself that I could sit down and, and do uh, it for the length of a book, you know? Mm-hmm. And so like, once I got in the habit of doing it every day, it wasn't, but I, I was, it was more like, see, I guess, you know, to your point, seeing what worked for me. Um, and, uh, just trying to, trying to work past that, that hump, I guess. Yeah. Now, how did you, one of the things I'm always curious about, and, I, and I've been watching some of these, um, I don't know if you know what master classes, you know what that is? Sure. Yeah. 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 So I've been watching like Neil Gaiman was, I, I loved his, um, and there's a few others I've been watching, but like around like creating characters and then matching them mm-hmm. up with a story, like how did you, and, and you could take any, any of your, your book series or what have you, but like, how mm-hmm. did you go the writing process did you lay out the story and then interject characters did you tie it around one character and then grow it what was your strategy sure yeah no, that's a good question and, and again like i um you know was coming at it from like i didn't you know i took some creative writing classes but it wasn't like i was you know in that world and, and i didn't read a bunch of books about it or file a bunch of things so for me like my entire goal was to write my favorite book when i was 10 years old like that was my number one goal and so like i just kind of try to think about things that I identified with at that age and, and build it from around there, you know, build it around there. So, so things that I liked about books, I put in as many of those as possible. Um, so for instance, there's, you know, in, in a trapped in a video game book, there's maybe 20 chapters and, and almost every one of them ends in a genuine cliffhanger, you know, cause I, I liked that when I was a kid. Um, 
there, uh, you know, it, it, this is something where I, I self, like I said, it's, it's traditionally published now and, and it's, um, and it's great. But when I, I did, it, I didn't think it would be a big thing, um, trapped in a video game. And so I self published it. And, and so I, again, it was, I would do things. I do do things differently now, but back then, like, I'm like, Hey, I didn't like girls in my stories when I was 10 years old. So I'm not going to put any girls in the story. So trapped in a video game, it's two boys. Cause that's what I liked, you know? And, um, you know, and, and they're going to go on this adventure and, and it's no filler. There's not a lot of like flowery descriptions or, you know, a ton of scene descriptions at all. It's, it's go, 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 go. Um, and so for me, it was built, picking out things that I identified with as a kid um, and, and just really building on those things. Um, so for the first book, I, I, it was funny. I, I found it recently. I, I made like a spreadsheet at the beginning of like, OK, I'm going to map out every chapter of this thing. I even wrote um, for a lot of chapters. I wrote uh, the beginning sentence and ending sentence because uh, mm-hmm. I just to kind of get into it. I thought that would be great. Um, and then I got three chapters in. I'm like, oh, this is Terry. You know, I'm not going to do any of that because you think of all these things while you're um, writing. So for me, it's evolved throughout the years. And, and a lot of things about my writing process has evolved throughout the years. But um, so for me, you know, when I'm writing a book, um, it'll start with what are the things that I identified with as a kid that appeals to me as like the kid inside of me right now? And, and what are these two these couple of things. And it's could be a, a character trait. It could be a type of story. It could be a type of humor, um, something like that. But like, I want these kind of pillars in my book because I know that I would like this as a kid. Um, and then it's, uh, and so for me, like I'll figure out the ending and figure out maybe the end of the first act and the third act, second act. Um, and then just kind of work towards those points. Um, so, you know, and the, the first draft is terrible. Um, but once I have that first draft done, then I'll go back and, and kind of rework it to, to make sense and into flow and, and to tie things back to each other at the beginning. But for me, it really starts with things that I identified with as a kid, um, and still find interesting and cool today. Yeah. How did you know the, um, like, did you know the book was going to do well? Like, did you have an idea of like, how oh, this actually is catchy? Like, did you give it to folks to read before, like kids to read? Or did you kind of say like, uh, you know what, I'm whatever, going to put it out here and see what happens. Yeah, no, I'm just going to put it out there. So um, yeah, definitely. So w- what I did was um, I, I was looking on Amazon to find um, books that were either, you know, self-published or through a, a traditional publisher. It was like a smaller publisher or something like that. That was just basically getting by, the way that I could get by with, um, you know, the appealing on the concept and, and things like that and, and seeing things that they did that were smart. Um, and so there was, um, there's one author, um, his name is Marcus Emerson. He wrote a diary of a, a sixth grade ninja. Um, and, and so I, I looked at that and he's written a couple of things and, and, you know, I, I think that his work is great. Um, and, and specifically I noted a couple of things on his covers and, and some things that I was seeing in common on Amazon of things that were doing well. Um, and, and those were, uh, you know, a very simple cover with a very simple big image on the front. Um, and so he did, he does a great job of that. And then a title, his titles say exactly what the book's about, you know, and if you're browsing, you don't know who Dustin Brady is. You don't know anything like that. But for me, if I was a kid and, and I saw trapped in a video game like that appeals to me because 
because I was, it was, uh, mm-hmm. you know, connected with things that I enjoyed as a kid. So, um, anyways, for me, those were two big things that I wanted to do. And that was kind of my plan. Hey, I'm going to write this book based on trapped in a video game, uh, because this is a very specific thing I identified as a kid. And then I want to write the book to be the, the very best book for a kid who's interested in that topic. Like if a kid thinks that sounds like a cool title, I want that this book to tie to, you know, blow this kid away. And I don't really care what anybody else thinks about it as long as this kid thinks it would be cool, you know? Um, and I felt like I, I had a good handle on what that would be again, from my own experience. So, um, I wrote it, my brother is actually an illustrator, which is very fortunate. Mm. Um, and so he, uh, we worked together on the cover. Um, and I think he did a great job on the cover. And that was a big part of it. Obviously, a lot of self-published covers just don't look very good. You know, even if the quality of the, the illustration is maybe 80% or something like that, it's just, you know, things like typography and things like that, um, you know, really give it away. So I wanted to work on it hard, make sure it looked good. Um, and then, you know, and then I put up on Amazon and, uh, you know, I waited for someone to buy it. I waited a really long time for someone. I waited like five minutes for someone to buy it before clicking refresh and nobody bought it. You know, that's fine. It's five minutes. Um, so I, I clicked refresh again, probably a hundred times throughout the day, refresh, 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 zero sales. And at the end of the day, that zero turned into a one. I'm like, I'm an author. Oh, I was so excited. I was marching around. And then um, my mom called me the next day and she's like, I saw your book was on Amazon. So I bought it. I'm like, oh, it doesn't count. Um, but, you know, it turns out that, that uh, you know, somebody bought it for real a couple of days later and, and more people bought it for real. And, it, and, and really, I didn't have like a a lot of things in place I probably should have to market it but what I had going for it was like it was really connecting with kids um that that and and frankly a lot of boys that that don't think that they like reading but they do like video games um and so you know that Venn diagram is almost a perfect circle and and a lot of parents were going on Amazon looking for books for specifically boys that don't like reading and and they were finding my book and, and since again I wrote it to appeal to those kids they were liking it and if you as a parent you know if that's a problem that you have and 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 the book solves that problem the kid really likes the book like you're gonna write a good review about it um and so like you mentioned those reviews that that really helped a lot i got some really good reviews you know organically from from parents that it was meeting a specific need um for their kid and so um after about a year i got a call from andrews mcneil publishing and and they said uh you know we'd like to republish the books and um you know do some extra things with it get in the hands of more librarians and hardcover and stuff like that would that be okay and i was like yes you know and um (laughs) they they did it's been a very cool partnership ever since and the books have uh really taken off which has been really gratifying but but again the, the biggest part is is connecting with those kids who don't like reading um, and, and, you know, that's the most rewarding part for me, for sure. Did you, so you mentioned you wrote that first one and then you kind of wrote the series or several others, mm-hmm. right? Like right after that in unison. So yeah. when, how did you launch, did you launch the first one before, and then you got the publisher to kind of retool it and launch the whole series then? Well, yeah. So the timeline is, and I wrote a couple other series in between. Um, but I wrote, um, I had, by the time the publisher reached out, I had four books written, um, and published. Um, so, so they were interested in acquiring those and I, and I had one more plan to round up the series. So, um, those first four, they republished, I think they acquired it in, in fall of 2017. Um, and then they republished the first four in 2018. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the fifth book in 2019. Um, and so that was kind of the, the timeline of it. And, and, uh, they, they didn't do too much to the, you know, clean up the content a little bit, added some more illustrations. We had a little, 
section of the back and, and did some different things with the covers. But um, for the most part, it's, you know, pretty much how they were self-published. Um, and, uh, you know, again, that it just kind of added rocket fuel a little bit to it. And, and they, they really took off after that happened. Well, that's what I was going to ask is what was the benefit in looking back as, you know, mm-hmm. from self-publishing versus getting, you know, getting a publisher and going that route? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because right, especially at the beginning, there weren't a lot of, like, I, I kind of thought that there would be more sales off of Amazon than there was. Mm -hmm. Um, at the beginning, it was very much still on Amazon, just, you know, for whatever reason, Amazon algorithm likes some things that they, they put it in more categories. For instance, I'm not sure if that helped. That was a bestseller in different categories. Um, you know, the cover was a little bit more attractive, so that, that would have helped too. And, and, you know, they, they did a good job of getting the word out. Um, and so, you know, I think it, it seems like it just kind of built on each other. And so that, that first year, um, you know, I, I forget what the sales was, but it was, it was something like two X what it was the year before. Mm. Um, and then after, like, I think last year I looked at the numbers and it was like 15 X or something like that, what it was when it was self-published. And again, I think it's just kind of the snowball thing where, where they can add different things to it. And, and now, you know, now that it is as big as it is, they've helped, um, for instance, the, the box sets in target now, which is cool for the holidays. Um, they you know, we, we were talking about, um, some, some different TV things and things like that. We've, we've had a lot of meetings about those things. So, um, you know, in, in, in an audio book and things. So they've kind of added a lot of extra things that I couldn't do as a self-published author, mm-hmm. um, you know, which is cool. But again, it was a risk, like they could have taken it and, and I, I'm making now less per sale and it's, it's making less or getting, you know, fewer. so it was a little bit of a risk. And, you know, I kind of was like, well, do you guys want something new? And they're like, no, we want the thing that's working. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 I'm really happy I did. And they've been great to work with for sure. What was your, going back to when your daughter was born and you're like, all right, I got to mm-hmm. kind of kick this in gear. Yeah. What, was, what was your, did you have goals of like, yeah, I'd love to sell X amount of copies or this, like, did you see it going this well? No, not certainly not this well. If I did, I probably would have froze a little bit more, you know, <laughs> I just kind of like got it out there. Um, and I, you know, I probably would have done some different things if I would have known it would have sold this well. But um, yeah, I mean, for me, like I always kind of like, had it as a, a dream to to be able to make a living doing this you know and, and it wouldn't have to be necessarily just this but because you know most people that are authors don't make a living just with their books but like I wanted to to be able to get an income going where you know I could do this I could could do this every day and it could be a job you know and so um, I didn't have like a specific number of books in mind that I wanted to sell but I was going into it very realistic like I knew the odds and you know I, I knew that hey if I can just make a little extra on the side it'd be cool I, I do remember the one day um, it was probably like a month or two after I first published the book and like I you know I, I would still press and refresh every day uh, all the time throughout the day and seeing how many people would buy the book and every time like somebody else bought the book like it's just you know baffling that somebody that I don't know bought a book of mine yeah. um, I remember like one day I was walking the dog and I had 15 sales um, for the day and it was like 6 p.m. and I was I just lost my mind like this is like I was the best-selling author of best-selling authors <laughs> um, like I remember you know doing like the rocky thing pump my fist and, and run with the dog and probably looking like a lunatic to people who saw me out the thing but I, I do remember that moment specifically um, you know after I sold 15 books in a day uh, so, so no, I didn't have these grand ambitions of doing anything, but I did have it as a, a dream 
that, you know, someday I could maybe make a little bit of a living doing something that, you know, seemed like a really cool thing when I was a kid. Hmm. Now I see. So the, the escape from a video game series, now you have your new one coming out in mm-hmm. April, right? Yes. Is that right? Okay. Now, did yeah. I see that right? I told you it's in the Amazon cart. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that a choose your own adventure book? Yeah, yeah, they're they're choose your own adventure. But okay. yeah, you have to be careful about saying choose your own adventure because the choose your own adventure people are very um, litigious. But oh, okay. it's uh, okay. it's, uh, it's a pick your path adventure. Um, okay. But they're they're interactive books, and um, yeah, so that was that kind of was came out of um, you know again appealing to reluctant readers, and that was something that I heard a lot from parents and teachers where it's like they those books kind of the kids like those books that that don't really like reading because it doesn't feel as much like reading um there are these short little sections then you get to make a choice um so again like when i approached it i wanted to approach it as making the best choose your own adventure for me as a kid and i do remember reading those and i liked them but there were definitely things about that i was didn't love like for instance i i kind of always wanted a lot of the, the those books um they, uh, you could, you you would, they would have good endings and bad endings. Right. And like, it wasn't, and some of the good endings were fine. Some of them were pretty good. There were a lot of bad endings and you're kind of trying to shuffle around, um, and trying to go back to where, uh, you were last and and use bookmarks or whatever, you know? And so I kind of wanted to make it feel like a video game, make it feel really interactive. So in each of those books, there's a clear ending goal that you're working towards, like a game, you're trying to beat the game, escape from it. Um, and then, you know, making, those deaths fun um so i try anytime that there's a dead end in the book like i try to make it pretty funny or or something that's like you know that you wouldn't normally get by by going down the right path um and then i have a checkpoint in like a video game um to to bring you back to where you were before so you don't have to use bookmarks or whatever and then for each ending, I put um, a secret letter in there. And then they're in the back of the book. If you put all these secret letters in order, you get the secret phrase. I have a website where you can put it in um, and uh, it unlocks like a bonus story. Um, that's, you know, a legitimate like seven, 8,000 word story that that is, uh, you know, more narrative thing that continues through the books just to give them an extra reward for reading. So, you know, I tried to put a lot of things in there that I thought would be cool as a kid that the first book um has uh you know a lot of like just either there's an optical illusion in there i, I made um for this last book i made a, a magic eye uh because I, I thought that was cool I, I had my brother make a magic eye. i gave him that assignment he's like well, what is what are you doing to me but um you know just different things that that it feels like a magic trick it doesn't feel like something that you've ever seen a book do before um you know again just to get kids excited about reading yeah, I think the interactive stuff, I've seen that mm-hmm. not more and more, but I just maybe luckily seeing that in some books. I actually, um, if you're if you're familiar with Neil Patrick Harris, he has the Magic Misfits yeah. series, really cool yeah. book series too. But to, to what you just mentioned, like in between each chapter, there's like a practice of magic trick in there, oh, which, is kind of, which is kind of cool. So yeah, I think they're like, I, again, that's, and I think that's why my son loved your books was just the one to your point, actually, and I didn't mention this earlier, I, I didn't know this is like, that cliffhanger ending. I think mm-hmm. that's why I was like, all right, bud, time, you know, time for bed. <laughs> chapters. I was like, no, I'm gonna read the next one. You know, it's like, yeah, you want to just keep going and going and going. Um, so and, and by the way, too, I think part of it, you know, to keep the story going, you can't make it like a war and peace type size, like these kids will never right. finish it. So I think right. getting it for, you know, moving the book forward is important as well, which you probably figured out, like it has to be digestible at some point. Right. You know? Yeah, for sure. And, and 
my books are, are a in I remember a lot of books when I was growing up being this size, 150 pages or something like that. And that felt like a good size. Mm -hmm. It felt easy for me to kind of keep the momentum going over that right. amount of words. But, you know, something that I've, I've heard from a lot of teachers and librarians lately is that they do appreciate the, these books because a lot of kids' books these days are really long. You know, even even ones that you know might have a shorter word count, um, they they have a lot more you know illustration thing in between where the book is 200, 300 pages long, and that's intimidating for a kid who's never got through a whole book before. Yeah. Um, and so you know, my books are generally around twenty five thousand words and you know, 50,000 words is pretty standard for a middle grade book. Um, and so that's kind of, and again, it's a, a good fit for my audience of reluctant readers that, that don't like getting into it. So um, for my books and, and my attention span and the way that I write, that, that just turned out to be um, the best length. Uh, but, you know, again, it doesn't, it doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't work for all types of books, but for my books, um, that kind of seems like, you know, again, a kind of serendipitous way that it worked out. Yeah. One of the last things I want to ask you was around, so with this new book coming out, is there any specific launch strategy you're putting together or anything creative that's kind of, that might be shared yeah. for, the, for the helpful, for, for myself as well, but also other <laughs> authors out there? Anything fun that's like, wait a minute, should I be considering this? Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. I wish I, I wish I was better at this kind of thing. So I'm not going to have a great answer for you. For, for me, and also what I found is that the later books in the series, um, it, it, you know, you get less payoff for that kind of thing versus the first book in the series. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, but you know, we were kind of been talking with my publisher about different strategies, different things we're going to do. One of the things that we're going to do is, um, like a summer reading program oh. and, and I'll, I'll be talking a lot about, um, you know, it, again, is more of a resource for, for teachers and librarians and families throughout the summer, like getting kids into reading. So, you know, that's definitely going to help, um, back to my books. Um, you know, we, we talked about a, a new series that I'm going to be doing the next one in, um, 23 is going to be more of like standalone video game books in an anthology, kind of like a goosebumps, but, but for video games, you know, mm -hmm. where it's a, a standalone um, and each one is, is a different take on it, different characters and things like that. So, you know, we just kind of started discussing strategies for getting those launched. Um, and, you know, some of them are a little more ambitious than others, but one of them that we talked about that I think is cool, like they have um, an interactive team there. And so creating some sort of uh, a, a mobile app that goes, you know, a little mobile casual game that goes along with the game in the book, um, yeah. you know, it's just kind of a reward to introduce kids that, that maybe pick up the game, introduce them to the book, kids that have the book, um, give them a little extra reward in that game. Um, and things like that. So, uh, you know, different things like that. I, I have a bunch of ideas for reaching out to teachers, um, you know, virtual visits and, and giving them resources and things like that too. So, um, you know, I'm always up for trying a bunch of different things and, and if it doesn't work, not, not going crazy, bashing my head against the wall, um, and, and just kind of trying a bunch of things and, and seeing what works. Um, so we'll see, you know, one, one of the ideas that, that I have an author friend that did um, for the, just an example for um, for his audio book, he lives in the Orlando area and he um, didn't add on a digital billboard for his audio book. Um, and, uh, you know, he's like that, that actually helps because there's a lot of families driving back and, and they're looking for something to listen to as a family. I'm like, oh, that's actually a good idea, you know. And so, um, uh, you know, like I'm going to give that a shot, I think, for my audio book. So just different things like that. We're trying to think a little bit outside the box, um, thinking about who is actually, you know, picking up these books and, and, and how to speak to them directly. Hmm. 
So if someone's, let's, we can keep it specific to writing or you can take another mm-hmm. approach if you want. But if someone's getting started, if they have yeah. that idea, if they're, if they're the, the pre 30 year old like you and kind of the idea is churning, but there's some fear there. Is there yeah. anything you've learned in this process? Anything you'd share to kind of get them started and, and kind of, you know, veer them down the right path? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the thing that I would say is, you know, figuring out what works for you specifically. Um, so two things. One is figuring out what, what works for you specifically. For for me, again, like I had to try a couple of different things. And, you know, you I would read about this. This is what this person does. And this is what that person does. And they, you know, stay up late at night or they, they do this or they have to hit this many words. And so for me at the beginning, writing two hours a day, worked best for me, but, but now that doesn't work as well, um, with, you know, with kids and and the jumbled up schedule. So for me, and and I just kind of evaluating where I'm at now and what I find for me, the, the most fearful thing is, doing that first draft. And so for me, um, you know, every morning, like I have a a timer for 20 minutes um, and I have to write uh, 800 words or 750 words in 20 minutes. Um, And and so, and so that 20 minutes at the beginning of the day before anybody gets up, I write that those 750 words. And like, I feel like I'm golden for the day, you know, the rest of the day is downhill. Um, But it took me a while to get there. It took me a long time of like sitting at, sitting at the library, trying to figure out something to type and bash my head against the wall. Um, and so like just finding out what works for you. And the other thing would be to finish it, like just to finish something and to publish it in some way to, to get it out there. Um, cause you know, that's the most gratifying thing. Even if one person reads it, two people read it, somebody you don't know reads it. Like that's going to be, give you a shot in the arm to, to keep going and to keep doing it. You know, I don't know if I would have written all the books that I wrote, if people didn't, I, you know, I was fortunate enough that people started reading my first one. And that gave me the shot and arm to do that. But, you know, just, just finishing it, you know, it doesn't have to be good. It doesn't have to be the, the, it should be the best you can, but don't try to compare it to somebody else's 30th book. Just, you know, get put out there what you can and, and it might work. It might not, but you, that's how you learn from it. So I guess doing those two things, figuring out what works for you and, um, going ahead and, uh, you know, finishing it and, and publishing it and, and getting in the hands of other people. Yeah. Well, you're a testament to exactly that, putting it out there and just letting what happened happen. And all of a sudden, look where you're at now with all the uh, the books you're doing. So yeah. it's really cool to uh, to see that. And I appreciate you coming on the podcast. I know I reached out to you out of the blue because my son loved the book. So oh, yeah, I appreciate no, you being open to, to coming on here and, uh, and sharing your journey with everyone. Yeah, this was very cool. Thanks. It was a fun conversation for sure. Hey everyone, just one more quick thing before you skip along in your day. You know, if you do enjoy this content or other things that I've put out or just enjoy learning more and trying to adapt your thinking uh, to become happier each and every day, there's a couple of things that you may benefit from. Um, If you go to my website, brianondraco.com forward slash subscribe, you can sign up for my newsletter that goes out once a week. And that's really a digest of a lot of information that I gather throughout the weeks, whether it's a new video that I think could be informative or a podcast that's been valuable to me, book that I might read, etc. Um, secondly, I blog three times a week, and these are more micro blogs, one to five minute reads, short digestible blogs that'll send right to your inbox on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning. So check that out on my website, brianondraco.com forward slash subscribe if you think it's something you might enjoy. I hope you all have a great day, a phenomenal week, and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye.